Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No breaks, no breaks. No fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along, I'm Ian Brannan. Great to be back with you once again, looking back at the action from the past few days and also looking ahead to the future this week, as we'll be hearing from Neil Voucher, the man in charge of nurturing the next generation of talent. He's done quite a good job with Robert Lambert and Dan Bewley, but what's next in the pipeline? We'll be talking to him in a little while. One of the members who's on the way to stardom, of course, is Leon Flint, who's followed up his success winning the Under-19 title by last week winning the under-21 title as well. We haven't got Leon, but we have got his dad, Gary Flint. Of course, uh, also the uh, team manager, one of the co-promoters at Berwick Bandits. So we'll speak to Gary Flint in just a bit. And we'll also look back on the action from Monday night. We had another super heat, but this time it was televised and everybody got to enjoy it on Eurosport between Peterborough and Ipswich. Can you believe it? Down the back train, it's going to be Ipswich's night. Another late show from the Witches sees them claim the three points. We've got reaction from that meeting. We'll also hear from Danian Hume, Rowan Tungate, Simon Lambert and from Bellevue we've got a quick chat with uh, Mark Lemon as well. All that and much more all on the way in this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. But first, let's start at the East of England Arena, where Ipswich enhanced their position at the top of the Premiership with a dramatic superheat victory at Peterborough. The Witches trailed 40-32 at the East of England Arena with three races remaining, but salvaged a 45-all draw thanks to a 5-1 in the last heat of the regular match from Jason Doyle and Rowan Tungate. And it was the same pairing who got the better of the Panthers duo Benjamin Basso and guest Josh Pickering in a tremendous decider to take the three league points with Eurosport's first televised superheat. Superheat about to get underway. Three nights on now. Tapes are off and we're away. Pickering's oh. made a great start out of gate number two. He fires himself to the front. Wolverhampton back in second and third. That'll do it. Basso! Basso trying to force his way through there, but Doyle slammed the door shut. Fabulous start initially from Pickering. But here comes Doyle around the outside. Fabulous move from Doyle. Four races on the spin and But now Basso up the inside. Oh, it's chased around so very quickly. Now all of a sudden the Panthers in second and third. They'll win the night. What a Into race. Into the last oh, lap no, now. 
he's broken down. So he's, oh, um, can, oh, you no, believe, <laughs> can you believe it? Down the back straight, it's going to be him, switch his knife. Don Adam Front doing the business. Got a feel for the Panthers here. Out of the last corner, and it's a 5-1. And actual facts, it's a 7-2. At 7-2, the Witches, and they pick up all the points. Three league points. A determined comeback for the Ipswich Witches to secure those points and to secure their position at the top of the table for another week, certainly. Rowan Tungate, who was one of the starring members of that comeback in that Super Heat, we'll hear from him very soon. And we'll also hear from Simon Lambert, who was one of the starring guests for the Peterborough Panthers. First of all, let's hear from the two team managers. In a moment, we'll hear from Richie Hawkins on that victory. But first, the home boss, Rob Lyon, ruining what might have been with Dave Led for pretty much all the match, and uh, it just came back at us towards the end, as you saw. But always felt we had enough in the tank to win the match, if I'm honest. But they snatched it right at the death, and uh, that's the third uh, super heat we've been through. And yeah, it's the way it goes, I guess. It sums up our season, I think. Team pulled up well, in the, you know, as a, as a team tonight. Bomber had an off night, which is unusual for him because he's been fantastic all year. Um, but he's allowed one, I guess. Um, you know, just unfortunate that it happened to be against this lot, but, you know, fair play, they dug in deep and, you know, when you have the firepower like they have at the business end of the season with their team, it's, uh, you know, it's always going to be difficult. And Jordan Jenkins, Rob, had a very good night tonight and we've sort of seen little flashes, races here and there, but tonight's the first time he's really put it all together. Yeah, I mean, he was great and he's been riding really well for Redcar, hasn't he? So, you know, it's nice to see him put that sort of form into a Peterborough meeting. Um, and I was pleased for him, really pleased for him. Like I say, the, the team really pulled up well and just a shame that, uh, that you know, we didn't quite pull it off. So, yeah, mixed emotions on that front because it's actually been a, a good performance. Your number one who's been outstanding all season yeah. just has the bad one and it's the wrong time for him. But actually, the whole team has done pretty well tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Ironic, really. But like I just said, this guy yeah. sort of sums up our season, I think, really. And, you know, and, and, and the super heat was going really well for us until the very last, last lap. So, um, yeah, that's just the way it goes and it happens, doesn't it? It's Speedway sport. Um, great year last year and, and couldn't have asked for anything better. Memorable one. And this year, you know, we're back down the bottom yeah. end again. But that's that's the way sport is and we've just got to get on with it. Can I just ask you something about people who, who write things about guest bookings and perhaps don't understand the difficulties and obviously when there's six teams racing it's very very difficult but even when there's maybe apparent options available they actually aren't and you must have been tearing your hair out just trying to put teams together for these last few weeks absolutely yeah and if it wasn't for dale to be honest with you i don't know where we would be because i certainly haven't got the time to be chasing around for guests in the daytime um and he's done a great job trying to pull teams together and it takes a long long time to to get a team together when you've got it you know two or three riders out the problem we have is when you've got six teams in the Premiership and the other four are riding, you've got nowhere to go for replacements. And then you are looking at um, the Championship. And there's only so many riders in the Championship. Simon, you know, James Wright, Terrell etc., etc., that are not racing as a double-up. So it's difficult and it's not as easy as it may seem. Um, you know, we don't put weak teams out for the sake of it. Um, we try and put a... We, initially we try and put out our most competitive team out we can and if that doesn't work we have to put a team out as we did at King's End last week and it wasn't for the want of trying I think we tried 10-15 riders last week because bear in mind we had the rising star situation to, to, to cover as well last week it's not, it's not easy but you know 
it's, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a serious issue in the sport in, in this country uh, of the situation we're in. We sort of touched on it a little bit last year, trying to get guests for uh, for Ulrich, um, and you're okay if you don't get any injuries, um, and you're fine. But if you do. You're going to struggle to get replacements. Could have derailed your title bid when you had Ulrich out. RR is okay as far as it goes, but then you get a second injury, and that that is where it really becomes very uh, absolutely. difficult. Absolutely, and and you know we had a bad start to the year, riders off form, and then we lost Tofty. I think he's had about five meetings this year or something, on and off with with the injuries and stuff, and uh, we're missing him big time. And you can't replace him with RR because if your team's not firing, the rest of the team's not firing. You know it's uh, it's a struggle as we've seen, but. That's the way it goes. That's speedway. You have to get on with it, and you know it's not our year this year. But maybe next year we'll uh, back up, be back up the top end again. Richie, you're getting good at these. Obviously, last heat decided all season, and uh, second time we've done Peterborough in a super heat. But but what a good comeback overall. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> sums up like yeah, we've been lying so many means. You know, we're we're top of the table, and I, well, I don't know, we're still on negative points difference. You know, it's mental. Um, I think that just shows the determination and belief in the team and a little bit of the team spirit, everyone around them, we keep fighting, we want to win. Um, the will to win is amazing, led obviously by Doily. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've, we've obviously done very well in the pairs and, and we've, we've done two last heats now, so we've, we've done well in the Golden Heats as well. You brought in Tungate a month or so ago now. He rode this place well when he rode here three years ago, but tonight some of that track knowledge really did pay dividends. Yeah, he was awesome and probably his, his time riding in Poland, he's been out there so like a lot more experienced rider than when he was riding for us, certainly before. Um, he's done very, very well. He's come in and been brilliant. I think he's loving it. He's obviously he's good friends with Troy and, and, and Jason, so I think that really helps. It's like a good buzz, you know, you're racing with your mates, does help. Um, I think he's really enjoying it. Another big knock for Paul Stark, unfortunately. Um, is he OK? Obviously, we saw him come back on his bike. Is he all right? Yeah, he's going to be pretty second-hand tomorrow, so we'll just have to keep an eye on him for the next couple of days, see whether he's going to be fit for Thursday. Um, it's a shame. He's, he's, he's having a bad run. And, um, yeah, we was kind of hoping him, him going to reserve was going to be mm. the catalyst to him hitting back in form, which we, we really need, you know, for the playoffs. We need, we need him at reserve scoring, how, as we know he can. So hopefully it's not too bad and... Um, yeah, you know, by the end of the month he'll be he'll be a lot better. Obviously, when it comes to playoffs, you're going to want to win matches, probably more convincingly, especially at home. And it must be quite reassuring to go into these big races with with Jason Dory, who you mentioned, and the, the strength you've got elsewhere. That you've got people who, who can pull it off when the pressure is really on. Yeah, obviously, yeah, that does really help. Um, I think we've had some good performances at home. Obviously, our, our three biggest um, home victories have been against the other three playoff teams which is which is positive um i think we've we've did very well at sheffield when we've been good on the road bar probably one performance at at bellevue other than that one one here maybe yeah yeah, one yeah and here i think here to be honest i think we would have definitely got something if not if not won the meeting if ben and got injured so i think that was more due to injuries i think we've had one bad performance on the road we've been struggled more at home than we have away so that's a positive really i think yeah, so, you know, it's it's a bit of a lot. I think it'll be on the night. The teams are very evenly matched um, that are going to be in the playoffs. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, on the night and on across the two legs. And maybe, hopefully, if it comes down to who wants it the most, I think they'll help us. 
Top man. Cheers, Richie. Thank Cheers, you. Well man. done. Thank Thanks. Another super heat victory for the Ipswich Witches and against the Peterborough Panthers, the two teams that seem to be involved in the super heats so far this season. But it keeps Ipswich at the top of the table. Let's hear from one of the riders involved in that super heat then. Rowan Tungate has been chatting with Mike Boswell from Gen X Radio in Suffolk. And he's happy to be back on uh, one of his old stomping grounds, hitting some points. Yeah, I've got experience here, but... Uh, actually, I'm, I'm struggling from the start a little bit. So I'm not getting out how I, how I really want to and I, how I know I can. So I'm just, I think I've got to work on that. It's all around England. I, I seem to have the same kind of problem. So, um, yeah, but overall, I'm really happy with how I went. And I, I showed some good racing today. And, and uh, we put up an awesome fight and, and fought all the way to the end. Yeah, absolutely great effort. And just one final thing, I mean, you're, you're a busy person, you're in multiple leagues. How has the season generally gone for you? Poland, Swedes, Sweden, etc. Um, Sweden wasn't so good. It uh, was uh, we, we finished the season early with no playoffs in, in last place. So I do, I do enjoy but England, but uh, I mean uh, Sweden, but yeah, just just wasn't our year. But um, Poland's going good. We're in the final, so we've just got two, two match, matches to go and we're we're all set for the for the finals. Well, there's Rowan Tungate then. It was 11 plus one for him, uh, plus uh, being involved in that super heat as well with Jameson Doyle and bringing the points home for the Ipswich Witches. Uh, Simon Lambert was one of the starring guests for the Peterborough Panthers on Monday night. He got himself eight points and uh, his season now has finished as far as the Scunthorpe Scorpions are concerned because they failed to qualify for the playoff stages. And he's hoping his performance in front of the TV cameras on Monday night uh, just acts as a reminder to various team managers that uh, well he's available and he can do a job you know I've had a, I've had a good night tonight don't get me wrong eight from eight from five I, I took that all day long in the team as well at number two it's, number two isn't easier than number three but obviously last week was a bit a bit of a baptism of fire here to be fair um, but yeah I, I love it here and I've, I've showed tonight what I'm capable of and it's not I haven't just made starts from races I've had to pass on the back I beat Bomber I beat Kingy in eight six um, it shows on cable. It's a bit of mental belief as well, and uh, you know, Rob Lyon I've always said is a bit like my mentor, and you know that it's he's the most knowledgeable man to have never ridden a speedway bike, in my opinion. So um, the things he says, the words he says, it's like you know, he's uh, he's, a, he's a smashing bloke, and like I say, it just puts you in a bit more mental belief, and it shows on the track and shows on your score chart. Oh, I got a challenge match at Birmingham Wednesday, then a meeting at Red Car. For Robbo, his farewell meeting. Uh, but my bike's always ready, I'm always ready, so I just sit by the phone. If it rings, I'm happy to help out and just, you know, do my best and put my name in the shop windows for somewhere next year. Yeah, I think he certainly put his name in the shop window, all right. Simon Lambert got himself eight points in front of the TV cameras against the team currently top of the table. Now, one rider who uh, wasn't riding but was present at the East of England Arena was Danyan Hume. He's had some good performances through the course uh, of the season so far with Ipswich, but now faces a bit of time on the sidelines having broken his collarbone. But it's not quite as simple as that, as he will tell you right now. He's been speaking with Mike Boswell too. Out at the moment, just what happened over the weekend? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was uh, out in France riding, um, and it was just one of those freak accidents. Um, my foot peg caught hold of the fence, and yeah, put me over handlebars. So, uh, reflecting a, a broken collarbone, um, and we managed to get back home to my local hospital. And yeah, um, they've told me that I need an operation. I've got a plate already in there, which is uh, I've broke the bone at the end of that metal plate. So I'm having to get 
that metal plate taken out and a new one put in. So as soon as that's in, I can start with the uh, the rehab. And and sort of what rehab. What rehabilitation are they saying? How long are we? You're going to be likely to be out. Are you going to be back for the playoffs? Is it going to now look at next year? What, what's what's the outlook for you? Uh, for me, at the moment, it's uh, I want to be back for the playoffs. So I'm going to try as soon as I've had the operation and try absolutely everything to get back on track. Um, obviously, the doctors and the consultants say don't recommend that. Um, but yeah, like Sam Masters, he come back within two weeks after the operation, so it, it's possible, and that's what I'm aiming for. Well, hopefully we'll see you back on track very soon. But up until that, fantastic season so far. Glasgow, Ipswich, what's your reflection so far on 2022 up until that point? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was, everything was going well in, until that point. Um, yeah, I've increased my average. I've, um, I went from number eight to number seven in, in the Witches team. And um, with Glasgow from number seven, uh, sorry, number six, uh, I'm a number two. So this season's been really good um, and that's more of a reason why I want to come back and we're in the playoffs with both teams and I just want to finish off uh, with a bang So there's Danny and Hume of the Ipswich Witches uh, currently on the sidelines and uh, hopefully we'll see him back in time for uh, the playoffs and uh, the juicy bit which is just around the corner and our thanks to Mike Boswell and the team at Gen X Radio for uh, providing us with those uh, interviews and uh, of course if you're in the Suffolk area make sure you have a quick listen to Gen X Radio because they've uh, got their finger on what's happening at the Ipswich Witches and they'll keep you up to date in uh, that part of the country Meanwhile at the National Speedway Stadium the Bellevue Aces completed a 100% home record and secured their place in the Premiership playoffs with a 54-36 win over Rose's rivals Sheffield Tigers. The Tigers were in contention at the halfway stage but a burst of 3-5-1s in four Aces took the Aces clear to another convincing victory at the National Speedway Stadium. Brady Kurtz top scored with 13 points. Reserve Norik Vladorn kept up his impressive run at home with 10 plus 3 bonus points. Tigers guest Nikolai Klint scored 12 and Jack Holder added 10 plus 1 while skipper Kyle Howarth walked away from a heavy crash in Heat 14. With a 100% home record then, as I say, their uh, passage through to the next round of the Premiership season assured. Let's hear from the Bellevue team. Team boss Mark Lemon speaking with Eurosports. Yeah, great result. Obviously, I don't think we've done that here at the National Speedway Stadium. We've always found challenges in the track, but this this group really has seemed to uh, find their mojo around uh, this Manchester track. So, um, good. Obviously, we just got a few more away meetings to see where our final position is in the uh, the league ch- ch- championship. So, uh, yeah, we've got things to look forward to. The form of Bladorn here at home, Norwich going really well. The German champion in recent weeks, and certainly coming good in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously you bring a young kid in like Norik, uh, he's going to take a little time to adjust. Uh, you obviously got a little bit of work to do on the way tracks, but uh, certainly he's got this place dialed in. And I, I just think the whole atmosphere of this group, you know, from once we brought Zagar in, I think it just changed the dynamic of the team. So um, there's a lot to look forward to. It's a lot to, you know, to be happy about this this, this lineup. And, um, you know, we've got a little bit to do, though. Uh, you know, this, obviously to win you know, all your home matches is great. The way we've been winning the dominant dominance has been uh, certainly something that um, I'm I'm cherishing at the moment so we, we need to obviously carry that on in the playoffs. Bellevue's team manager Mark Lemon there. It's a good season for the Aces and now, of course, getting through to the crunch part. That's all going to be on the playoffs. Those one-off fixtures, can they make it all the way this season? Well, they're certainly sure of the playoffs. Ipswich Witches are currently top 18 matches ridden and they're on 40 points. Bellevue Aces have ridden 17, 35 points for them. Uh, Wolverhampton Wolves are almost certain of the playoffs mathematically. They've still got a 
fixture to race, but uh, uh, it all depends really on what Kings Lynn do. Um, Kings Lynn really can't miss a beat between now and the end of the season, and it would uh, require Wolves to have a bit of a capitulation, and the two sides do meet each other in the final fixture, so that's going to settle that. Uh, but uh, Wolves are on 34 points. Sheffield Tigers have ridden 16 and are on 33 points, uh, themselves on the verge of mathematical qualification. Um, Kingsland Stars are second bottom. They've ridden 16, but they're on 21 points. So, uh, what, a 12-point gap between themselves and the Sheffield Tigers above them, uh, having ridden the same amount of meetings. And uh, Peterborough Panthers have ridden 18, 12 points on the board. Uh, it could have been a few more, um, but unfortunately it wasn't to be on Monday night, and they are uh, bottom of the Premiership at the moment. But uh, as Rob Lyon was saying in his interview... You know, if a few things had gone their way, that uh, that could be very different. And certainly next season, you know, it uh, could all turn around and a bit of different fortune comes their way and uh, things could well be different. But that's Speedway, I guess. Uh, so that's how the Premiership picture looks. One other piece of news to tell you about, and if you haven't heard already, Bellevue is going to be the venue for the Sports Insure British Final Championship, which has been rearranged. A new date for your diary is Sunday, September the 18th and uh, it is going to be live on Eurosport as well it will be a 3pm start so afternoon fixture at Bellevue Sunday afternoon people have been saying why don't we have it on a weekend so you've got no excuses right now Uh, September the 18th Sunday afternoon Three o'clock start. It will be purely for the British Championship. This fixture will have no bearing whatsoever on who gets a wild card for Cardiff in 2023. I know there's one or two rumours going round online, but that is not the case. It will be purely for the British Championship and the British Championship only uh, at Bellevue. Now, if you've already got tickets or you're one of those who uh, were um, at the original staging and you haven't got your ticket yet, you are entitled to a £10 discount on admission and you can get all the details at bellevue-speedway.com for that so if you did go to the original staging you can get £10 off if you bought your ticket in person you need to bring your original ticket down uh, to the stadium uh, on the day and uh, you'll get your uh, your discount that way as well and as I say it will be on Eurosport 2 on that Sunday afternoon September the 18th okay so that's how things look as far as the premiership is concerned uh, looking at the fixtures in the Premiership. Well, we have some fixtures on Thursday. Ipswich and Peterborough meet again, this time at Foxhall at 7.30 and it's Kings Lynn versus Sheffield at the Adrian Flux Arena again at 7.30. No Premiership action as such in the league on Monday. Uh, attention turns to the Premiership pairs. Bellevue's National Speedway Stadium is the location and that's Monday night, 7.30 the start time for the next round of the Premiership Pairs. A thumping win by Ipswich could see them claim the title uh, in that fixture but um, Sheffield and Kings Lynn and indeed Bellevue themselves can still have a say in what happens in the Premiership Pairs. It's not all over by any stretch of the imagination. So that's uh, all to be raced for Monday night, National Speedway Stadium. It will be a big one. And that's how the Premiership looks over the next week or so. Next, 
We are going to talk about Leon Flint. It was the British Under-21 Championships at Birmingham's Perry Bar last week. Of course, we were previewing it in last week's episode, and uh, Leon Flint raced to the crown uh, to make him not only the British Under-21 champion, but of course, he's also the British Under-19 champion. And what a great season Leon Flint has had when you consider all the things he's achieved. Two titles... Um, British appearances and, uh, of course, racing in the British Speedway Grand Prix as well at Cardiff. Just a few of the highlights of his season. Leon's having a well-earned break at the moment, so we've got his dad on. We'll speak to Gary Flint, not only Leon's dad, but also team manager of the Berwick Bandits as well. Uh, That chat coming up in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. Right now, we're going to turn the spotlight on Leon Flint, who was crowned British Under-21 champion with a faultless display at his former home track of Birmingham last Wednesday. The Berwick and Wolverhampton youngster completed the double of Under-19 and Under-21 titles in the same season, adding to his Under-19 victory at Redcar earlier this season. Leon Flint scored a 15-point maximum in the qualifying races at Perry Bar and then won a restarted final after Tom Brennan, already riding through the pain barrier, crashing spectacularly on the second lap. Dan Thompson finished second after a consistent display through the evening and Connor Bailey finished third after an eventful night which saw him win his first three rides. Well, let's hear from Leon Flint right now. After collecting his trophy, speaking to Paul Bowen and Hayley Bromley from British Speedway Network and Paul Bowen getting the Flint slash Flintstones reference in early. Yabba dabba do, Leon Flint, <laughs> under 21, British champion. How are you feeling? Gone through the card, unscathed. You can't ask for better. I'm pretty uh, surprising, to be fair. Um, I'd probably say if, out of the four races, I, d- I didn't feel fast. That one when I was in front of Tom, I, I just had to ride a correct line to keep him behind me. Um, I pretty lost for words. Um, I, you know, disappointing, obviously here on my own. Um, but yeah, just thanks for all my family uh, watching, um, the missus, her family. But I just, just stoked, and uh, I couldn't do it with any without you. I mean, you made a fantastic gate in the final there. Unfortunately, uh, Tom Rudden coming a cropper with Connor Bailey on turn number three. What went through your head when you saw the red lights and you thought, oh dear, I'm going to have to do all of this again? To be fair, normally I'd probably spit my dummy out and just lose my head, but the way I was feeling, I just calm, calm all night. Um, if anything, I was, I was a bit more calmer going into that one. It didn't make the best start, but... Yeah, trying, just chasing and chasing and chasing for for a setup that I felt comfortable with. And uh, normally the inside isn't my line, but uh, thankfully Mon McGreen's uh, definitely uh, doing us proud. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about his progression on the different tracks in a moment, I think, because it has been one of the notable things. But uh, Leon having a, a few days off at the moment to recover from what's been a very busy time for him. But I'm um, pleased to say his dad, Gary Flint, is with us on No Breaks, No Fear. And Gary, of course, no stranger to Speedway because he's team manager at the Berwick Bandits as well. So we will uh, talk about uh, the Bandits' fortune soon also. But first, just looking at, uh, at Leon's season... I know that we spoke uh, at the start of this season and, and looking at all the things that, that might be possible or doable, but 
I think it's fair to say he's, he's definitely exceeded all of that and some of the things he's been able to do and some of the events he's he's been able to ride at and, of course, the titles he's won over the last couple of months are absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good. You know, he's, um, he's worked bloody hard, which is, you know, credit to him. And uh, I think, uh, like you say, when we spoke at the... At the start of the season, I said that if if he had maintained his average that he, he got in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, sorry, that uh, that he'd probably have had a better year, and you know he's gone on and up that, and and like you say, two British Championships won by scoring maximums. Um, I don't think he looked out of place at Cardiff, and and obviously what could have been at, at SGP two as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's. It's definitely cool for me being his being his dad, and and uh, it's also cool for me that I can I can get around and watch most of his league racing as his team manager as well. Yeah, it's been a terrific season, and um, the trophies, of course, speak for themselves. But some of the other experiences he's had, such as um, being involved in the British Grand Prix in Cardiff, and not just getting a ride, but you know, coming out for your first heat. Uh, in the in the Grand Prix and finding yourself at the tapes next to Bart or Schmarschlick, you know that really is a baptism of fire in in that particular fixture, isn't it? That's like welcome to World Speedway, son. No, that's it. I think um, obviously Adam had his accident, and uh, we were quite lucky in that respect that we knew that he was he was definitely going to get a race, and and I think it was Heat. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was either Heat Eleven or Heat Twelve, anyway. So. You know that I was stood there with bomber in the pits, and I had a look at the program, and I just started laughing. And, <laughs> and Leon was like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "Oh, oh nothing." He was like, oh, "You've just seen who's in the race, haven't you?" <laughs> and I was like, "I have." I says, "It's it's fine though. It's only, you know, Woofy's off a of one, Dan's off a of two, and, and Bartosh is off a of three. And he was like, "Well, if I'm going to ride in the race, I might as well race against them, you know." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a it was a, a bit of a surreal moment for for us all. You know, his his pit crew. Um, you know, obviously Bomber with Bomber was there with him as well, and uh, to probably to see his protege that he's worked with all year get out and, and and get a ride and that. And not only did he do that, you know, how accurate it ever whatever it is is. Um, you know, when we watch him back, he actually got the whole shot as well. So. Um, yeah, he just like oh, I would. It was pretty indescribable for me, you know. I kind of went to give him a fist pump before he went out for that race, and he just slapped my hand out out the way and and gave me a cuddle, and I was in bits after that. So it it wouldn't have really mattered to me what he'd done in that race, you know. But uh, yeah, he was certainly uh, he he was certainly mixing it with them, and you know, it, it just shows that if if we can get more riders like Leon and, and Tom out on the continent and doing more where they could be in, in a few years time. You mentioned Bomber um, he has been a big figure with Leon this year and of course the two of them have raced together at Berwick um, Bomber's been the captain of the Berwick Bandits in, in 2022 but that experience and I know right from the very first interview we did with them at the start of the season when they were together they had this rapport they were bouncing off each other and, and it all seemed to be to be good and of course the you know the experience that Bomber will have brought to Leon 
and also the other lads, of course, involved with the with the bandits. You know that experience from someone like that has, must have been invaluable this year. Yeah, that's uh, he's he's the ultimate captain, really. You know, he, he doesn't say a lot on track walk. Um, he does speak with me a lot through the weeks, or, or did speak to me through a lot through the week, and. You know, when you've got a, a number one, the captain going out and nine times out of ten winning a heat one, and and if he didn't win it, he come and made a change and he won heat six or heat five or, or wherever it was. You know, f- for that to uh, you know to to go out and spur you on, if that didn't, then then you have problems really. I know Leon. Uh, in 2019 and and, and 20 uh, 21 at Berwick, he, he never really had a number one. We always had a, a team that was built strength and depth, and uh, you know it was a bit of an eye opener for him, and and that certainly did did spur him on. You know, I think Leon said in and in several interviews that he's done, he's he's quite privileged, or or maybe not, but he he sees a lot that goes on behind the scenes, being my son and. And to have a number one and a captain going out, giving his all for for the club, he says that's what you know spurs him on to to go and do it as well. So they kind of got a, a little partnership going on, and uh, it's quite funny because the pair of them are not the cleverest who in speed, really. So uh, we get a, we get a giggle quite often from them. But no, definitely bombers uh, bombers been great with them, and and hopefully long may that continue. We've seen Leon progress through the course of the season. Um, I would say that his performances have gone up a notch ever since winning the under-19 title and he seems to have that belief there all of a sudden now that he can do it and of course then there was the Grand Prix and the under-21 title has since followed but that under-19 title seems to have been really the springboard that's shown him that you know you you can win these things and you can do it. Yeah that's right he uh, you know the the under-19s all the pressure was on him especially with the the format, you know, you couldn't afford to slip up, whether it be a mechanical breakdown or or a little crash or or whatever. You know, you have to go generally go through and and, and win all five your hits because there's no semis or finals. So he uh, he was pretty calm and pretty cool all the way through until until his last race, to be honest. But the way he'd been making starts, I think he was uh, he was pretty confident that. That bar and mechanical failure that that he was going to win that, and uh, you know he he took a bit of a ripping in the bandits group chat. You know, well done for winning the kiddies cup and <laughs> and all that. But uh, you know he he had to be in it to win it, and uh, and he and he went and done that. And I, I'm pretty sure um, the next day he got paid max against uh, Plymouth, and then he went to. Uh, went to Wolves and got and got paid 12 and the only points he dropped there was in the RR ride that he took so that was a, a pretty cool uh, pretty cool week for him and then obviously we went on to we went on to Cardiff didn't we so he's been uh, he's been working hard he's he knows what he wants to do which is which is good he took everything uh, everything on himself this year because he wanted to learn he wanted to learn about all of the speedway life as opposed to just just being told where to be and and what to do and when you know so uh yeah he, he took a lot on himself i'm to be honest i'm not quite sure how he's managed to to get it all done but he has and yeah like you say the under 19s certainly spurred him on to uh to better things 
It's a busy life, the life of a speedway rider, isn't it? And and Leon has certainly been living that dream this last you know week or or more because the amount of meetings he seems to have ridden and some of these places are not particularly close by. He's not been jet setting. He's been driving most of it as well. And it's been a particularly busy time. No wonder he's having some time off. No, that's it. I mean, well, really it was his last two weeks from uh, the Wolverhampton had a home match on the Monday and then he, he went to, uh, he went to Plymouth for that uh, that rain off that they had on the Tuesday. Then the the championship riders championship on the Wednesday, Ipswich on the Thursday. He drove to Denmark on the Friday. Rode at Denmark Saturday. Rode drove back Sunday. Bellevue at home. Bellevue away Monday. Plymouth Tuesday. Under twenty one final Wednesday. Sheffield Thursday. Flew out to Prague at twenty past six Friday. Road and, uh, and Plaza on Saturday and come home Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't actually seen him apart from on the telly for two weeks. It's been great. <laughs> so, yeah, he's been, he's been pretty busy. Uh, and all this um, that he's achieved, he's, he's yeah. done despite having a, you know, a quite a bad injury to his shoulder. He's getting fixed up, isn't he? He's about to have an operation on that at some point to, to fix that too. Yep. No, that's right. He's due to get an operation on that, hopefully, uh, as soon as the season ends in October, and, and that'll give him three months to uh, to recuperate for, for the start of next season. Yeah, and what's the plan then for next year? How do you kick on from uh, from what he's achieved this year? Uh, like, you know, we we have chats and jest all the time, and, you know... He's saying, oh, you know, how long should I stay at Berwick for? How long should I do this? And I, I was like, dude, that's, you know, that's all up to you. But my, my gut feeling would be, you know, stay at Berwick until you get to number one and then go and do what you do because the rate that he's going at, it could only be another couple of years until until he is that number one. So, um, yeah, I think as soon as he gets this season finished, I know he wants to put on a a good show in the in the British final um, and then once, once that's out the way he's obviously got the playoffs with Wolves fingers crossed and then we'll we'll get him operated on and whilst whilst he's recovering from that he'll you know we'll sit down and start planning next season I think it'll be a big year for him in the under 21s again um, I know he'll want to certainly qualify for for the SGP2 after he, you know, he missed out on qualification for that through injury. Um, so that'll be, that'll be one of his big aims and, and obviously to, to get the under 21 title again. So, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's kind of quietly went about things. I think, I think that's kind of a, a bit of a blessing with being up North. You're not in the spotlight so much. So, uh, we kept him up under the radar for, for quite a while and, you know, now he's got two British championships. There's not a hope in hell of doing that, is there? So he'll have to uh, he'll have to work hard in the winter again and, and make sure that he, he carries on progressing. Well, I suppose he's got a good mix of tracks uh, that he rides in, in Berwick, of course, being a big, fast track and, and Wolves being a much tighter technical track. And that must be good for his his overall education as such of the different uh, tracks he's going to face. 
yeah, I was I was probably a bit skeptical in in um, in him going back to Wolves, but you know he made that choice and and he certainly proved me and probably probably a lot of others wrong. You know, my view was he had such a good year at Berwick the year before, having a a good home track advantage that gave him the uh, the confidence to go to the away tracks and 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 beat the better riders. So, you know, I thought if he had done that in the Premiership, he'd maybe push on, but. He wanted to go and prove a point and and show people that he could get around them tracks and he's he's gone and done it. So you know, I tip my hat off to him for that. Yeah, I remember that performance at Edinburgh where I think it was against Plymouth, wasn't it? And he was riding at number one, and I remember you know the jury being out, and of course Plymouth have had a few number ones over the course of the season, and people saying, oh, you know, I can't believe that Leon Flint's going to be number one, but you know he showed everybody that night. And, and really delivered some big points. Yeah, it was good for him. And, you know, even when we we moved him to number five with Barry, his first meeting at number five, you guys were down at pool with, with BSN and the three races that he finished, he didn't actually look like he was ever going to be beaten. And, uh, yeah, he just thrives off, I, I wouldn't say it's pressure, but he thrives off, uh, off wanting to take that next step and, and get into the next level. Let's talk about Berwick because um, Berwick started off fantastically and of course you've had Chris Harris in your side which was uh, a massive signing and gave you real strength but then you hit this patch in the middle of the season with with injuries and that really set you back but then finished fairly strongly as well so you're probably wondering now if you hadn't had that period with the injuries perhaps how your season might have turned out around now. Yeah that's it like you say we started off like a house on fire with with three big wins and then uh, and then Jai got injured and and then the week after I think Leon got injured then the day after that Ty got injured so the wheels well and truly come off and we never never really recovered from that if I'm being honest until probably until we brought Jonas in I think that sparked a new bit of life into the boys Um, a couple of the lads had a have a few things going on in, in, in the private lives, you know, like Teo, Teo was great at the start of the season, probably our rider of the season and then once the kids started getting a bit busier with their speedway uh, you know you just can't do it, you've got two kids riding there and, and you're um, you're still trying to be professional and, and riding in World Long Track Championships and stuff, you, there's only so many hours in a day you've got and uh, you know fair play to him for managing to juggle it all and and get to all the meetings but you know it takes its toll and uh, I think ultimately that's that's what happened to him so you know I think we had a few disappointing results uh, on the road we had a, a few results where the luck didn't quite go our way but yeah all in all I'm, I'm pretty proud and and how we were uh, how we ran the season as a as a club. Obviously, uh, it's a re- results based sport, so you know the fans will probably see that a bit strange. That I, I, I'm proud in how we've done it, but as a as a management team, I think we pulled off everything that we uh, that we lo- were looking to do, bar bar make the playoffs. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty successful year. 
I just think I'm a little bit unlucky as well, you know, as we've just touched on, not just with the injuries, but also I remember, you know, the weather, for example. And I know that you're in Northumberland and perhaps it doesn't always play ball, but that day that we were at for, for BSN where it was a sunny day, beautiful day, and then, you know, 45 minutes before the scheduled start time, out of nowhere bubbles up this cloud burst that just floods the track and and that was that you know that's right referee was out of there and meeting was off and you know you just wonder you know if 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 you'd have ridden that day and got the points on the board perhaps it might have been different same with the injuries but uh, it's just how speedway goes that's it i think you know we weren't all that far away from the uh from the top six maybe you know that that draw at home that we had against Poole if, if Bomber's bike didn't blow up then then that was another two points um, I certainly think that you know the, the Ukraine situation if that hadn't held Jonas's visa up for so long we, we certainly got some more points on the road for sure um, you know Birmingham we I think we were 16 down after four heats and we, we ended up losing by eight so you know it's uh, it's such fine margins, isn't it? And it, it's such a such a competitive league um, that you know you you can't afford to have the bad luck or or whatever you want to call it. So we'll be working hard, and and we've already started. So yeah, we're working hard on on making twenty twenty three. Is that right? It is twenty twenty three, isn't it? Twenty twenty three, bigger and better again. So uh, yeah. We're uh, we're excited. Of course, we've still got the bullets in the playoffs for for the national league. So there's there's something for our fans to uh, to get behind there. And you know, we'll see we'll see where we end up come probably the end of October with them. That's good to you know keeps the the action coming. I suppose at Shieldfield, doesn't it? And the bullets have had a good season. Currently second in the national league table and hoping to go one better after a bit of a disappointing end to last season. Yeah, that's right. I thought um, you know on on uh, Sunday we were at Milton Hall again there, and and Ace had that crash and Heat one, which was pretty much a carbon copy of of kind of what lost us the league last year at Milton Hall with Ben Rathbone. So. I was kind of thinking, oh Christ, not again! Here we go, you know. But uh, but luckily, Ace is, you know, he's just got a, a bit of concussion, and, and he'll be back in in a month's time. So it's uh, it's you know it's, it's great fun to be part of. The lads want to do it so much; they all want to uh, to learn and, and and progress as riders and and be part of a team and a club and. It's uh, it's great fun for us to be around, and you know if we get to to bring one or, or maybe two riders through into the bandits, then I think it's done its job. Yeah, and uh, we should say happy birthday to Ace Piper for this week, and hope he gets well soon because it was a big spilliad last weekend. Um, Ace um, only, I think, just started on 500 cc's this season, but an exciting talent. I know Neil Vatcher, who we're going to hear from in a little while, is is excited about uh, Ace's prospects, and he got a ride in the British Under 21 final as well, which must have been great experience and and good for the Bandits fans. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's a great little rider, and and obviously the, he's got great backing with his with his dad and stuff, and you know nothing really phases him. You you chat to him and he he just looks at you, but he he's, he's taking it all in and you know I spoke to his dad after after Wednesday and he was like ah oh, you know he wasn't happy with the setup in the first one the second one he he fell off and then he he says like 
his nerves kind of settled and uh, and away he went and finished with five points from two rides. So, um, and beat some good riders while doing that. So, you know, if we can keep him, keep him level-headed and, and um, you know, his family's probably one of the most chilled families in Speedway, so that shouldn't be a problem. And, uh, you know, keep him progressing and pushing in the right way, then the, there's no uh, no doubt we'll have him as, as a bandit in the near future. Yeah, well, that'd be absolutely fantastic to see. And uh, all the best for next year as well. Great to hear that uh, the Bandits will be back uh, at the tapes again in 2023 and uh, hopefully the Bullets as well, I-, I would assume too. And thanks for joining us, Gary, and talking to us about uh, not only the uh, the Bandits, but of course, um, Leon uh, as well. And wish you all the best. Uh, and I would encourage anybody, if you've, if you've never been to-, to Berwick, to watch some Speedway. It's a great place to go. You can have a lovely day out there um, before and um, in Northumberland and then go and watch some great Speedway a fantastic track, you can watch them all the way around the track, it's one of those uh, old school sort of tracks around a football pitch uh, and um, yeah, it's such a friendly place to be as well, you know, everybody's so welcoming you, you will have a fantastic experience and I would encourage anybody to to head to Berwick if you get the chance to, to watch some Speedway, you'll have a fantastic time That's it, we, uh, you know a small town and and we uh, we live and die for the speedway and barracks, so it's uh, it's a cool place to come to. And, and like you say, we'll always make people feel welcome. So if you're in the area, get yourself down. It's a proper speedway town as well, and it's not everywhere that you will go to the town and people be walking around with Berwick Bandits tops on you know in the same way that a lot of town centres you'll see people walk around with football shirts there's that definite sort of speedway vibe people know what you're on about when you're talking about the speedway it's such a big part of the town and um, a lovely place to visit as I say and go out get yourself uh, some fish and chips and uh, enjoy the town have a walk around the walls and then go and see some speedway It's, uh, it's a great way to spend your weekend if you can we do work hard with the the promotional activities, and uh, there's always plenty plenty going on in in the summer with the holiday camps and stuff like that. So uh, everyone certainly knows it's there, and if they didn't, they they'll know it's there pretty soon because, like you say, with us being right but smack bang in the and little old Berwick, you'll. Uh, most of the town's probably heard it before they see it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Well, look, thanks for joining us, Gary Flint, and all the best with everything that remains for this season, of course, with the, with the Bullets and, and for next season as well. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me. Gary Flint, team manager and co-promoter at Berwick Bandits and Leon Flint's dad. And uh, great to have him on uh, No Breaks, No Fear. Now we're going to hear from uh, a man who's uh, also had quite a big say in how Leon Flint's career has taken shape. We'll hear from Neil Vatcher next. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, and um, we've been hearing from Gary Flint, Leon Flint's dad, about um, obviously his his pride at, at seeing Leon, his son, um, become a British Under Twenty One champion, also Under Nineteen champion, and all the things that he's achieved. But um, behind this next generation of talent, there is uh, a big team, really, um, both within uh, Great Britain's Speedway team and uh, and also within British Speedway as a whole, supporting the next generation of talent through. And uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to to hear from the man ultimately who uh, who really is overseeing all of that development, and it's been going on for quite some time now. And he's worked with Ryder 
writers such as Dan Bewley and Robert Lambert, and we can see where they are now. And he's currently working with the, with the next crop of talent, including Leon and, and Tom Brennan. But behind them, there's more writers coming. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to, to welcome Neil Vatcher to No Breaks, No Fear, the uh, under-21 team manager, but also uh, the man coordinating the, the development of, of Great Britain's uh, youth programme. Um, Neil, welcome to, to the podcast. We've been hearing from Leon's dad, Gary, and we've been hearing all about uh, Leon's successes. And uh, it must give you a, a great source of pride as well to, to, to watch your lads that you've been working with for, for many, many years, you know, a lot, a lot longer than a lot of people realise, and, and seeing them achieving, you know, national titles and, and appearing on the world stage. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I spent this, this past weekend with him um, out in, where was we this weekend? Czech Republic for the European under-19s. And both me and my wife, Jackie, were explaining to him that, you know, we see Leon and a number of the other boys that we've worked with for for so long as like one of our boys and that's that's how we treat them and and sort of Leon's probably at the top of the list uh, along with a number of others um that we really really sort of care and you know try and support along the way like I think Leon to be fair um I think a, a lot of respect's got to be given to Leon because he seems to ride like every night of the week um, both last season and this season, he's riding two leagues. He rides in Sweden, as well as all the GB stuff that he does. And I know that Leon does um, a, a a lot of work himself, sort of behind the scenes. He does the majority of the driving that he uh, goes to the tracks in different venues. He he like washes his own bikes and kit as well. And um, you know, there's an awful lot more to Leon Flint than just what the majority of the supporters see on track. He's he works really hard. He really does want to achieve to be the you know the top of the game. And I think you know this is past two years. In fairness to Leon, I think probably in like the sort of 2020 COVID year, um, he perhaps took his sort of foot off the pedal a bit regards work behind the scenes. But in but but in in these last two years, he's he's worked really hard at that, and um, everyone can see you know, what the hard work has done for him, you know, with the success on the track that he's achieved, particularly this year. And it has been great success, obviously, winning the two titles for Leon. But, you know, last year, Tom Brennan won the under-21 title as well, with Drew Kemp finishing uh, on the podium also. Uh, Jason Edwards has had a, a great season, I think, personally, this season. And all four of those guys have had experience of riding at Cardiff, either in the main Grand Prix on the Saturday or in SGP2. So that's all great experience for them as well, isn't it? Yeah, so um, I actually run Leon on the way home from there um, after he's... He successfully won the British Under-19 Championship, and I just said to him, "Oh, uh, you've you've been awarded the reserve spot at Cardiff, Leon." And um, initially, Leon thought I was talking about the SGP2, and it took it like a couple of minutes to sort of sink in that that we was actually talking about the main Cardiff GP, and it was like Smarzlik that I ha- that I had to use at the example that 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 was pati- um that was. Uh, uh, possibly a rider that he might be lining up against and that's how it actually happened. So, yeah, um, all credit to Leon and Tom as well. Like, I think, in fairness to Tom, I think Tom's had a fantastic season. Um, it was just unfortunate that he had that big crash at uh, Wolverhampton last Monday prior to the Under-21 final. Otherwise, I think 
you know, he he would have pushed Leon, you know, perhaps a little bit more than he did. Um, but yeah, you know, I think without doubt, you know, we're sort of coming to the end of the season and, you know, two very big success stories this year is Leon Flynn as well as Tom Brennan as well. So, um, and, you know, it makes us feel very proud that, that it shows that the system has worked. And um, I know that someone posted a picture on Facebook yesterday of like the Thompson twins, Jason Edwards, Tom, Leon, Nathan Ablett from like five years ago and all those guys there now, they are all achieving what we hoped that they would achieve. And as I say, like it's all a credit to the system that's in place. And the system, uh, of course, is not just limited to, to what's going on in Britain. The the FIM are expanding things with the Speedway Grand Prix series. Obviously, we've got SGP1 and SGP2, but also SGP3 and soon to be SGP4 as well. And in SGP3, we've got some names that are involved in that. Luke Harrison and Ace Piper, uh, two names that maybe people will will or won't know. But they, uh, they've got that experience themselves. They rode at, at Roslav in SGP3, and that's the two. 50cc level which a lot of people saying who watched it that the racing in that was as good as any racing you're ever going to see and really exciting to see this next generation of talent coming through and and hoping that they can race uh, the 500ccs just like that yeah definitely yeah to be honest and i've been trying to like sell that 250 class for probably well five or six years and you know telling people that this class is as good as any any class that you'll see um, you know, on, on any night of the week. And um, like I know that Chris Lewin and Kelvin Tate were actually commentating on the SGP3. And, you know, prob- probably like most people prior to the event, didn't know nothing about the event, didn't know hardly any of the riders. But then afterwards, after seeing the SGP3, were massively impressed with it and, and agreed with me that the racing is, you know, this probably sounds a bit extreme, but... You, you know, some of the races for sure are as good as the races that you're seeing in any GP or SGP2 or or any other races around the world. And um, again, you know, for me, that's a real exciting class. And Great Britain have got you know three, four, five guys in that class now that you know without doubt will be the next Tom Brennan and Leon Flint's in the next three or four years' time. And and again, it shows. It just shows you that, that the system does work that, that, that we've been running here in the UK since you know, 2010, that, that these kids, they are gradually coming through and you know, getting to the world stage at, at all different levels. You can see into the future a little bit, Neil, because you can see the talent coming through better than anybody else. And obviously, we're aware of your first products that that have made it through onto the world stage in uh, Robert Lambert and, of course, Dan Bewley. Uh, We're well aware now of Tom Brennan and Drew Kemp and Leon Flint. Um, but who's next? You know, who who's coming up next? Who are the the guys in the two hundred and fifty cc class now? You know, looking to to move into that that same sort of sphere as Tom and uh, Leon and maybe Robert Lambert and Dan Bewley in a few years. In Roslav, we had three fifteen-year-old boys riding there, which was um, Luke Harrison, Ace Piper. You know, probably people would know Ace a little bit more because Ace has been riding nationally for Barrick this year. Um, Ace has actually just turned 16 today, actually, uh, as it happens. Um, and uh, Max James. Um, both both Max and Luke turned 15 sort of during the summer, during June, 
June and July. So, you know, perhaps the British public don't know know them so much because they haven't had National League spots. But all three of those kids, you know, providing that they keep working hard, keep grounded, um, there's a, there's absolutely no reason why in, you know, as I say, in three, four years time, they're, they're taking part in the SGP too. And, and you know, hopefully six or seven years time, or, or maybe a bit sooner, you know, competing in the SGP one or the SGP um, sort of looking back to you, like it only feels like yesterday that we was working with with, with Robert and Dan, um, you know, at this level, as in sort of SGP two level or, or under twenty one, as it was then. And now, you know, I'm sure that we're all watching the last Grand Prix. You know, coming first and third in the Grand Prix, and as I say, it only feels like yesterday that we was doing the work that we're doing with Tom and Leon today. That we was with Dan and Rob you know, not so long ago. So if they keep working hard, as I say, keep grounded, you know, perhaps um, achieving the greatest goal isn't too far away. It shows it's achievable, doesn't it? You know, whatever stage you're at that, you know, look, there's a couple of guys who are on the podium in a Grand Prix event. They've come through this very programme. Um, we've we've helped point them in the right direction. And, and really it's it's down to you guys now and, and uh, we can give you all the tools and it's, it's it's up to you whether you whether you get there or not really in many ways yeah absolutely you know and i think it's great for everyone again we were talking to uh, leon this weekend you know um about possibly doing some form of sort of training schools for the younger guys because you know for the luke harrisons and you know riders under him william carnes um ashton vell you know the, leon flynn is those those and tom and drew kemp those are the guys that the younger guys sort of look up to and want to be. And as I said, we discussed with Leon about, you know, perhaps doing some form of training schools during the winter or pre-season to, in, to include the, those guys with the younger guys so they can see that, um, as I say, you know, their goals are achievable in a not too distant future. And um, if they work hard and, um, as I say, you know, keep working hard, then then those goals are definitely achievable. And with the system that the FIM has got in place, as you quite rightly said, Ian, you know, with the SGP three and two, um, you can see where you you want to be now, rather than um, perhaps having sort of no focus previously. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've talked about our prospects, but you also uh, work with these international events so you get to see what the other countries are bringing through what's the prospects like around the rest of Europe with with Poland and Denmark and the other countries you know how are they shaping up for for the years ahead and and also tell us about the under 19 European qualifiers which was your most recent event you attended um, at the weekend just gone it, it was a tough time in in the Czech Republic yeah. but you were there with uh, Dan Thompson Jake Mulford and, and Leon Flint um, so a tough experience but um, there were some positives to take from it and um, a, a good learning experience maybe yeah definitely yeah to be honest we went into the weekend knowing that it was going to be a really tough tough event um, like I sort of did in my press release prior to the weekend that because the the other qualifier was the same weekend as the Speedway of Nations, all the top under 21 guys were in this qualifier because um, 
like the under twenty one guys that that were involved in the spear speedway of nations were obviously not available for the previous qualifiers. So we always knew that this was going to be an extremely tough tough event. Um, went into the event in fairness with the hope that possibly Leon would would make the top five. Although you know a top five in in any competition is really tough because you're talking about sort of 11 or 12 points, which is extremely hard in, in any event anyway. Um, and we had Dan Thompson there and Jake Mulford. In fairness, you know, probably going there for the experience, although, um, you know, obviously hoping for sort of more success than that. Um, regards Jake and Dan, they they absolutely enjoyed the, the whole occasion. Came out of it, both scored eight points from their five rides, which was a, a massive achievement from both. Both of them said that they they learnt loads, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, re- really pleased that they got the opportunity to be involved in. You yeah, hope hope to be involved in in more events in you know sort of twenty three and you know sort of going forward. So so for me that was absolutely worth taking those two boys. Regards to Leon, um, yeah, I think it's fair to say that he he was was a disappointment with his performance himself. Um, because of the hectic schedule that, that Leon had last week, he rode, well, I think he's been away from home for 14 days prior to the weekend. And um, it was not only impossible for him to get his own equipment to the Czech Republic, so he ended up using some of Sam Masters' uh, bikes, which which is never ideal using someone else's equipment. And um, yeah, I'm sure Leon would have say himself that he was disappointed with with the result, but that's that's not dissing Leon, Leon at all because he's had such a you know fantastic season, at, as we said at the, the start of this podcast. And um, again, you know, it's something for Leon to sort of learn from um, and you know take forward. It doesn't hurt now and again to get a sort of little knock. It keeps you grounded, you know, and um, it wants you to achieve more going forward. But as I say, regards Dan and Jay, it's fantastic. They've they still got a, another year at the under-19 level, which is really good. So hopefully we can can introduce them to those competitions again next year. And, you know, they, they learn from Saturday and take it forward, sort of going forward. Regards to the, your first question, regards to World Speedway, I would say, you know, still, honestly, I would still say that, you know, Poland, Denmark, Great Britain are the top three nations. Um... Yeah, possibly Poland and Denmark at all levels are probably maybe half a step in front of us, and we're sort of clutching onto their um, sort of shirt tails to you, you know, keep with them. But yeah, although like I'm obviously biased towards Great Britain, like I do feel that we are probably like the th- still the third best nation worldwide, and important that we just keep working and keep giving these guys the experience to you know keep keep on their tails really and. Don't let them sort of steam too far ahead. And again, you know, going back to the Robert and Dan story, at that level, you know, perhaps we are above, you know, Denmark possibly on and on level with the Poles. But, you know, certainly at under 21 and sort of junior level, I would say that, you know, Poland probably lead it. Denmark would be the second best nation with us 
clutching on to the third place currently. And and how would you um, assess the season? I mean, we're getting to sort of the back end of the season, I suppose, now, and probably a, a decent um, place to, to have a look back on how things have gone. I think we've had success in, in British Speedway in, through the, the likes of Dan Bewley, of course. Um, we, we still made the podium in the Speedway of Nations overall, but from your point of view, looking at the whole season, I suppose, um, with your various hats on, uh, hat, what's your assessment of it all? Yeah, I think I think it's been a fantastic season. You know, if uh, regards to the spirit of nations, you know, Great Britain was the only country to get a, a medal uh, at both senior and junior level. You know, no other nation got got two medals. Um, you know, for the senior team to get a silver is fantastic. You know, in Europe, in Denmark, um, to get a silver medal at, at, in any competition is fantastic. And you know, for Great Britain to get a bronze again, um, again, you know, away from home on a foreign track that, that none of the boys have ridden before, again, was a massive achievement. Um, so, you know, on a world level, I think it's been a, a really good year. You know, with Dan and Robert again in the Grand Prix, I can know that, that we still got three or four to go, but I think both of them are, have had a fantastic season. And um, if we can can continue that progression, then you know there's a there's a no reason why there's not more medals to come going forward. Well, here's hoping, and uh, thanks for joining us, Neil, and telling us a bit about the the youth setup and maybe what the future holds for for British Speedway. And uh, thanks to you and all that you do, and all, of course your wife as well. And I know it's a big team effort, everybody involved in the in the youth setup for the uh, the young lions, and I say guiding the boys through. Next year might be different because, of course, the uh, uh, British Ladies Speedway Championship is, is going to be happening as well alongside the British Youth Championships over a few rounds next season. So that's something different to look forward to and uh, an entirely different prospect. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, something different that we're sort of looking forward to introducing. Um, we'll, we'll work on that over the winter and um, yeah, keep everyone updated with that. Like I've had a, a fair bit of interest with the uh, riders, you know, to uh, compete in that championship. So that's something different that we we uh, look forward to, and amongst all the other things, you know, hopefully keep encouraging more more youth riders, some some more new faces. We we've actually got a one two five round on on Sunday at Kent that we've got two more new one two five riders sort of making their debut. So it's always good to encourage new riders all the time, and um, yeah, you know. Uh, Let's keep it going and you know, keep working hard. And as I say, I think everything that we've done previously is proven now that um, the work that we've done has worked, worked really well. And um, let's, let's keep it going and thrive for some more, more success going forward. Neil Vatcher on No Breaks, No Fear and uh, the man looking after the next generation of superstars coming out of uh, the British Speedway production line. Before we finish then, let's have a look ahead to the fixtures coming up over this next week. Starting on Wednesday, uh, we've got Poole versus Plymouth in the Championship Playoffs. That'll be the very first one, uh, of course, uh, with Plymouth being rained off on Tuesday night. So Poole taking on Plymouth, weather permitting, but that's Speedway 
in <laughs> as a whole, really, I guess, isn't it? Uh, Oxford versus Kent in the National League. And we've got the uh, Alan Graham Memorial Meeting, which is taking place at uh, Perry Bar, Birmingham versus Cradley, and uh, a big lineup for uh, for both teams there. On Thursday, we're in the Premiership once again at Foxhall, Ipswich versus Peterborough, and uh, the Adrian Flux Arena, Kingsland versus Sheffield. And then on Friday, more Championship playoff action at Armadale, where it's the Edinburgh Monarchs versus the Red Car Bears. Um, Red Car dumping Edinburgh out of the Knockout Cup last weekend. The Monarchs looking for revenge uh, on that front. Uh, you can be sure of that. And then on Saturday, we're back in Grand Prix action at Voyens. Uh, and then uh, we've also got a couple of other meetings taking place at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. It's Leicester versus Poole in the Championship Knockout Cup semi-final. Uh, battling it out there to uh, to join Redcar in the big grand final. And uh, Leicester versus Berwick uh, after that meeting in the National League as well. And then on Sunday, we've got Redcar versus Edinburgh, uh, the second leg of that tie at uh, the Echo Arena on Seaside in the Championship playoffs, and that gets underway at 5pm. And we've got uh, a match in the National League, Kent versus Bellevue. That's a noon start time there at uh, Kent, and we've got the 125cc Championship uh, taking place after that meeting as well. And then next Monday in the uh, Premiership, it's the Premiership Pairs, and uh, that's at the National Speedway Stadium at Bellevue. Um, two, well, I'll say th- two, two riders plus a reserve for each of the Premiership sides, and uh, it's uh, Operation Stop Ipswich, basically. Ipswich are very much top of the table there. The other sides will be looking to uh, try and spoil what potentially could be an Ipswich party, but, of course, Bellevue, Sheffield and Kings Lynn in particular will all have something to say about that. And then next Tuesday, um, we're back in action at uh, the Coliseum, Plymouth versus Poole in the Championship playoffs. All of the Championship playoff matches will be available on BSN, British Speedway Network. So uh, they've got a, uh, a playoff pass that you can get hold of right now. Uh, which will get you into all of those, uh, as it stands, 10 meetings for uh, for 49 quid. So worth looking out for that. Uh, if you want to see all of the Premiership playoff matches, the semi-finals, and of course the grand final as well, when that happens uh, later this month or maybe into October. We'll wait and see what the weather delivers on that front, of course. Thanks for joining us this week on No Breaks, No Fear, and we'll be back with you next week here uh, around about uh, Wednesday morning. The next episode will be out. In the meantime, enjoy your speedway over the next seven days, and we'll join you on next week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Take care. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.